Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode, where tonight it's going to be the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week, which is I Spit on Your Grave from 1978 and directed by Mir Sarchi, uh, or Day of the Woman, if you will, or I Hate Your Guts, or The Rise and Fall of Jennifer Hills, whichever one you want. That's the movie that we're going to be talking about. But either way, we're going to be talking about that movie uh, later on. Uh, because there's a lot to talk about, including a palate cleanser, which is apparently what this episode is uh, for the monkey. This is going to be a palate cleanser, because the cosmic horrors of, of uh, the colors out of space just didn't do it for him. You know, he wanted to get a good shot to the system. <laughs> I think that he did. But, um, we're going to be joined by the Dean a little bit later on, and the Ghoul a little bit later on, but he's finishing up the South Park Pandemic special, as I was doing earlier, so as soon as it's over, about two minutes, he'll be back with us. But of course, we're joined by the Psychotic Simeon, the Man Monkey, the Prince of Morris Day. Yes, get funky with it, Monkey. Ah, there we go. All right, this is the Mad Monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we bring you the best goddamn horror podcast there is in all the land. So that's right. Listen live, listen with your mama, listen with your coworkers, maybe not with your coworkers. But make sure you listen and listen often. Yeah, because that's what we do here at Talking Terror. Horror podcast, motherfuckers. All right. How's <laughs> going, King? <laughs> yeah, with that out of the way, uh, we are also joined by the Demonic Dean, who is on the line back for this episode. Welcome back, Dean. Thank you very much. I'm here. Can everybody hear me? Everyone's like, oh, we can't hear you. You can hear me, yes? No, yeah, today is great. Today is, is, is excellent. So we definitely can hear you. Uh, I do, I the do, only one that we, I uh, do yeah. have a question that I would like to ask by chance. Uh, do you, yeah. any of you hear like a, like a humming, like a humming sound coming for me? I nope. Nope. You're coming that, through okay. clear, dude. Okay, good. Just I have this. I'm in a in a small room and I have a fan on, and I was hoping the fan noise would not come through my mic. So good, good to know. I always worry about that myself when I have the AC on, especially in the summertime when I broadcast. But luckily, I haven't heard it yet because I do listen to some of the broadcasts after they've aired. Um, but yeah, so like I said, the 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 ghoul is going to join us after the pandemic special South Park is over. Uh, so we're joined by the dean. We're going to kick it to horror news in a little bit. But wait, you guys, wait, wait, wait. Uh, he, he, so from my understanding, let's stop right there for a minute. Uh, I just, I want to clarify. Like, I, look, I'm very excited about it too. But based yeah. on my looking at the, the Comedy Central lineup, they're playing it like back to back to back to back to back to back to back tonight. Like, like five times in a row. Like he's, <laughs> he needed to watch it now. What time did it start? When does it end? Like when does he get eight, here? Yeah, 8 o'clock tonight. I mean, I actually have it on in the background myself with captions on, so I can't lie. I'm finishing up myself as they're broadcasting, but I'm not really paying too much attention. So, to but it. it's like, it's like, uh, it's just, like wrapping up then. It's, it's ending. Yes, 9.05, I think. So it should be wrapping up shortly. Uh, so we're going to be joined by him. He's going to unmute himself and then join the conversation. Um, but, yeah, before uh, we get into the horror news, I did want to talk about one thing, and that is the uh, the Craft Legacy trailer 
dropped. Well, technically, if you think about it, King, that is horror news also. Uh, I guess. I mean, I, I knew that you probably had a lot, so I wanted to just throw it out there to, to kick it off with. I Please, guess. by all means, you have you have carte blanche. Um, so now the, the, <laughs> for a while, it was being talked about that the craft was going to have a reboot. Uh, it was going to be directed by Zoe Wester uh, Jones, who was an actress, and then she ended up making some shorts. Uh, so a lot of people weren't really too crazy about the craft being remade because, it, I mean, it was only 1996, and it still holds up. It's not very dated. It's actually a fun movie. It's one of, one of my favorites that I revisit often. Um, but then it came out uh, just this week that it's actually going to be a sequel uh, released right to VOD uh, on the end of October. Uh, I believe, uh, if, I don't know what the price is going to be, probably like 20 30 bucks, but not going to release it in theaters, even though it's a Blumhouse feature. But uh, watching the trailer, it just it was kind of... Weird, because you don't want to say it sucks, because you don't want people to think, you know, oh, you're against, uh, you know, women in filmmaking, and I'm absolutely not, but it just looks like a shot-for-shot remake of the original, but with a little twist of the Robin Tunney character of Sarah, uh, the new character is essentially going to be the Nancy-type character who goes insane with power, and she's throwing people against lockers, you know, with her hands extended, like she's a superhero. It's very strange, very odd choice. Um, because the craft was all about a couple of outcast girls that nobody really cared for and bullied, and that's why they got into that witchcraft. And this one just seems like they're popular. People like them, but they just happen to dabble in kind of Wicca and flower magic. Um, they even have, you know, We Are the Weirdos Mister in the trailer, but it just it didn't work for me. I can't say that the movie's going to be terrible, but I think having it be a sequel, I'm hoping that Robin Tunney or Faruza Balk or Rachel True or even Nev Campbell said she's not a part of it, so she's not going to show up. And one of the other women show up, even Nancy uh, showing up, Faruza Balk's character would be fantastic. They just showed a photo of her in the trailer. So makes me think that she might have a cameo sometime. David Duchovny's in it. I, I'm, I'm a fan of David Duchovny. But I, just, I was hoping for something different than just kind of like a remake but calling it a sequel. It's, just, it's too similar you know, to the William, original for me. In this light, you somewhat resemble David Duchovny. <laughs> no, I'll take that as a compliment. Okay. <laughs> but those are just my thoughts to kind of kick it off. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out the uh, Craft Legacy trailer yet, but if you do, you'll have to let me know what you guys think. Because uh, I was hoping for something that wouldn't look like a remake, and it really just seems like a remake. Fortunately, I have not had a chance to have either of you guys had a chance to check out the new trailer. I have not. The new what? New trailer for the Craft Legacy. <laughs> no, I did not get a well, chance. Well, I, you know, as I was looking at some stuff today, I almost play on it, and then I didn't. For no reason. No, same thing for me. <laughs> I read the article. No. I looked up. Like, I read the article. I looked up, like, the individual pictures of all the girls to see if I found any of them to be attractive. I didn't. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch the trailer. Now, everything I've read on this, though, is stating that this is not like it's not a a remake. It's kind of a follow up. Right. It's taking place in the same world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what they say. But like I said, you guys hadn't checked out the trailer. When you check it out, let me know if you do, because it just seems like it's a remake where they literally have a group of girls that find a girl that's new to town crying in the bathroom. And they say, hey, we're in the witchcraft. Why don't you join us? And she says, OK. The only difference is that she becomes, like, so fucking powerful that she can throw people into lockers just with a wave of her hand. Like, it was just, Cobra Kai. wow. It, it, no, it, just, it was just crazy. Because, the, because that main character didn't really find her true power until the end of the movie when she had to defeat Nancy. 
And in this one, it's just like, we're going to give her fucking superpowers right away. Where she's lifting people up in the air and throwing them against the lockers. Like, okay, I mean, this seems kind of silly. Why would you want to use your power in the middle of school? But she's we'll see what club. happens. And then... so she's got the club. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's a little bit. I would much rather watch The Last Dragon again than <laughs> watch that trailer. But who knows? It could be good. I just, I wish they had gone in a different direction. If, you give me, if you're going to make a sequel, make it different. You know, I mean, make Nancy escape and fucking become a different person in another town and she starts up again with her old shit. I mean, even that would be fun, you know, but who knows? I mean, it comes out next month in VOD. Like I said, I might end up checking it out just because I'm curious. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my little uh, send-up for the craft legacy. Uh, so unless you guys have anything that you want to bring up, uh, I want to have some hard news with the Dean. I it's all you, say, man, Thank you. Thank you, Matt and Trey, because that South Park fucking it episode was, was hysterical. So that, that it was. was really good stuff. But Not the pangolin. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> fucking Mickey, fucking say? Mickey Mouse. I said, Dean, <laughs> take it away. Yeah, uh, I'm looking. I set, uh, you know, my my recorder to record the South Park. They're playing it like back to back to back, so it's recording right now. It's probable that I'll watch it later this evening. But uh, but yeah, I'm glad to hear that it was uh, successful. I, I am glad because you know what I ended up having to do just to watch it is I had to pay twenty bucks just so I can get Sling, so I can watch the episode live. My other option was to wait until tomorrow. And uh, and then watch it through uh, HBO Max. But you know, I know all the guys at work. Mm. I've been looking forward to this this whole time. And me being the jackass that I am, didn't even put two and two together that I don't even have Comedy Central on Hulu. So, like I said, I have to do a 30-day thing of Sling, and uh, that's that. Yeah, I couldn't do the three-day trial because I guess I've had an account and I didn't have enough. To, by the time I figured uh. all that out. I didn't have enough time to get the fucking another email. I should have used Bonnie's or something, but I just was like, oh, I want to watch a fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Then. So what do you have for us tonight? So a couple of things uh, to go over. Start with, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, Walking Dead updates. Uh, the first, mm. uh, separate from uh, the TV shows, there's going to be a, uh, a series of Walking Dead themed cards. Uh, that are going to become part of Magic the Gathering. Uh, these are <laughs> brand new cards that have been created from the ground up that are going to, I guess, yeah, so, I guess that are going play. to uh, <laughs> incorporate uh, the Walking Dead into the Magic the Gathering world. Uh, they'll be available Big for pre-order fact. on October 4th. So uh, that's the first thing. And then second in the world of the Walking Dead, there's been some more information on uh, the flagship series and the remaining episodes. So, uh, finally, the season finale for season 10 airs on Sunday this week. Very much looking forward to it. And even though this is still being uh, billed as the season finale, uh, they've talked about those six bonus episodes uh, that will be airing sometime early 2021 uh, as a bridge in between season 10 and season 11, even though this Sunday is the finale, they're still calling these six episodes part of season 10. Uh, but they've given some information that each of these six episodes is going to be uh, a character deep dive uh, with some of the different characters. They have said that one of those definitely will be focusing on Maggie, uh, but they haven't said what the other five will be focusing on. 
uh, you know, before they get to uh, the, the the 11th season, which will start airing sometime in 2022. Uh, which is going to be 24 episodes, as we've talked about. Uh, so as of right now, there are 31 episodes of the flagship Walking Dead series left, which really is just shy of like three standard seasons worth of episodes. So be curious to see what happens there. But I'm very much looking forward uh, to the season 10 finale finally on Sunday. Ghoul, I know you started to catch up. Did you make it all the way or did you throw in the towel? I literally made it as far as I did the last time. I we, we we made it through that first episode <laughs> after Rick's death, and then we moved on to like five other different fucking shows that we probably watched half of the series already. I think Bonnie watched the entire fucking Queen of the South on Netflix in the last like week and a half to two weeks. Oh, uh, she's watched the whole run of that series, but meanwhile we can't fucking catch more than you know two episodes of you know WD. Um, Again, I'll be, it's not a matter of not wanting to try. It's just that there are other things that I'm finding more entertaining or more intriguing at the moment than just watching those fucking characters, you know? I'm just whatever. Um, but, you know, again, we'll, uh, we're going to definitely try to, to push through it and... Uh, and get there. I'd like to get there by the time we make it to, you know, 2022 at least, or whatever yeah. these bridge episodes are going to happen. I, I, I will say, without giving any details, like, it does take, like, a little bit for it to start to know, pick up steam again from where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I wouldn't still be watching if I didn't think so. Um, it definitely, there's, like, a little bit of a lull, and then it does start to, to become very, very engaging again. And again, not to the level of, like, the first three seasons, but it becomes a much more entertaining show for certain. But anyway. And seriously, like uh, I said, though, seriously, if like we were still watching and we were still entrenched in the characters and all that, like even just trying to get back into it for like a half a second, it's like, oh yeah, we remember these characters. We like these people. And then we were kind of like, why? You know, why do we like <laughs> any of them? You know? <laughs> right, 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 like, right. You know, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> What's next? Uh, I have talked previously in this segment about how uh, Stephen King's Firestarter is going to uh, be getting the remake treatment. And a piece of news there is that uh, Zac Efron uh, has signed on to play the character of the father in the upcoming Blumhouse Firestarter remake. Uh, So that is casting news there is Zac Efron. I don't think playing a dad. Like I don't. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I love Zac Efron. I love Zac Efron. Mm. I do, especially like his latest like iteration. Like if you've seen him recently, he had some show that's on uh, uh, Netflix or whatever it is. It's like him walking, doing shit around the world. All I know is I watched the first episode, and it's him hanging out in like Iceland, and he looks all fucking kinds of like grizzled. He looks like a man with like a big old bushy beard and shit. And like I love it. I love his general fucking like just attitude and everything about the kid. I really enjoy Zac Efron, but I cannot see him as the fucking father. Character in Firestarter. No. Though I do <laughs> wonder, Zach Efron is what in his early thirties now. Is Charlie yeah, yeah. going to be like? He's gonna, is Charlie only going to be like five or six, which is actually age appropriate? It's so, just that we see him as a baby face. He's a fucking grown man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah he just he has that baby. So, face. plus, I mean, David Keith played the father in the first yeah. one. And I thought that yeah. was perfect. 
Yeah. Great casting. Mm-hmm. Keith is great. Mm-hmm. So in the original so bookie, the, the, uh, the, the kid's the kid's only like five or six. Yeah, about five. Oh, the, okay. The director, the director coming. Drew Barrymore was ahead of her time. She was already doing lines by the time she was doing Firestarter. Yeah, and no, I, I know. Say, she's she, in the club already. She memorized all her lines already. Reading lines. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's what we call it. <laughs> yes. So the director of the Firestarter. Uh, remake, uh, Keith Thomas, he says that his Firestarter remake is going to have all that you want. He said there is going to be true, tense suspense, and he said you will see people's heads bursting into flames and their faces melting off. Uh, So, I mean, that sounds promising. Uh, Whether that actually ends up uh, coming to light on the screen, if the powers that be don't decide that Oh, we need to make this PG-13 for a wider audience, but it is Blumhouse, uh, so you know. Hopefully, we can expect the goods. But if there's going to be uh, face some faces melting from fire, like I'm, I'm down to see some face melting. David Tate was 30 when when he did the movies, so just so you know. Really, he could look like he was in his 40s. Yeah, but you know what? That's really strange. I was that's thinking. That's what happened back was, in the uh, 70s and 80s, man. Fucking yeah, people look like the men. They look like adults. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I see fucking <laughs> pictures of like 13, 14, and 15 year old fucking teenagers from like 1984. And I'm like, who the fuck is that guy with the big old mustache over there? Uh huh. Oh, he's 12. He's <laughs> <laughs> got three kids. As a, another example of that, I, you know, I was just. Uh, flipping channels around, and, and this is the same point that the, the, the ghoul is just making, uh, I was flipping around TV and landed on this baseball movie uh, from the early 90s with Tom Selleck that's called Mr. Baseball, where he plays like a an aging Japan. Major League Baseball player that goes to Japan to extend his career. And like mm-hmm. his character in that film is like 33 years old. But you look at him and you're like, oh, this guy's like, fucking 55 like i don't know when when that happened but like but Tom i do Selleck agree was with like what, what the, something when he made that movie wasn't he yeah I, I would have to look at how old i would have to look at how old he is now and i would have to look at like how old the he was, was then but my point but you know what i'm saying like you're talking about the the actor was it david keith or keith david because i always flip-flop those guys david keith. Keith. uh in firestorm david is the african-american one yeah, but like <laughs> if you look at him, if you look at him in Firestarter, like you would never look at that guy and be like, "Oh, that guy's 30. You know, like there's well, definitely yeah. that thing yeah. where like people that were 30 in I don't know the 70s and the 80s look like actual like full-grown men. Like, like I, I like I'm 44 and I look at someone that was 44 in like 19, you know, 79, and I'm like that person looks way older than I look right now. You know, <laughs> I don't know when that kind of thing happened. I really don't know when that thing happened. Body wash, um, why? Air but, <laughs> but no, I, but I do believe that that's like a like a thing, like like as far as humans, and maybe that's even like a small piece of some kind of human evolution. But like, I, I do. It's I a do maturity think that, factor, I think. You know, I think as we're getting to a point in which our lifespans are lengthening, our maturity levels are also going in proxy with that and you know unfortunately too as i'm sure you see as a as a as an educator you know and i see as a parent and i see with all of these younger people that i tend to work with it seems that these days people seem to like to keep their kids children until they're well into their early 30s anyway so you know oh, no shit man <laughs> whoever needs to grow up 
<laughs> Call the fuck up, people. That's the message. man. I have like so, I have so many new people at my job, and they're all in their mid twenties, and all of them are living at home with their parents. Every single one of them, <laughs> and they're still acting I, like they're kids in high school. <laughs> I don't fault the kids. I don't fault the still living at the parents thing. I get it if you still have to do that, and it's a way to save mm-hmm. money. You don't end up in the same kind of debt that a lot of other people and a lot of other Americans have fallen into. It's the maturity level. No, they want to be there. The, the, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's the I don't ever want to fucking leave mentality right. of get yeah, the yep. fuck out of my house. Asshole! Like, you know what? The parents don't help either. The parents are still treating them like they're fucking babies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Did we forget that at 18 you became a legal adult? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there are kids that are in their mid twenties. You know, like all my coworkers, their parents don't make their lunches for them. You know, they pay for their insurance for their cars and shit like that. Man, it's like when I was their age, you know, tw- twenty five. You know. <laughs> Excuse me. I had a ten-year-old kid. You know, <laughs> had my own house, had two cars. <laughs> that's because you couldn't stop fucking. That's your problem. That's not their problem. This is true. Because you just couldn't. That's because you didn't keep your dick expect? out. I know, really. Why are you giving it Well, yeah, okay. Because you can't stop humping over them. You stop for five seconds. You went after your kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lesson <laughs> learned. The more but you I was know, doing it in my own, but I was doing it in my house that I paid for, not my parents. That's the thing. We we wanted to get the fuck out and live our lives. That's yeah, all our, our generation. About. <laughs> I got out of my parents' house. I never looked fucking back. There was never a point where I was ever like, I have to go back and live with that. Nope. You know what? I would fucking live in a box before I'd go back and live there. Well, I did. You know that. <laughs> I would have a fucking yeah. truck because I didn't want to go back there. <laughs> so, yeah, right there. Literally, you know, lived out of the back of a truck for a while. So I'm right there. But anyway, uh, we're getting way off track. <laughs> uh, Dean, what else do you have for horror news? Uh, I will tell, I will t- I will tell you. Uh, the, we've talked all through the pandemic about the movie theaters and uh, what their plans are and them trying to reopen and them trying to get things going. It seems that uh, several of the big movie theater chains, including AMC, Regal, and Cinemark, are now uh, they're now stepping back some of their uh, reopening plans by closing the doors uh, for certain days and only being open certain days of the week. Uh, they the are reducing. They're going to be the reducing. They're reducing the amount of show times. <laughs> Uh, and some other some other some other measures uh, as you know COVID continues to 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 you know wind its way through the population. So um, it's been interesting. My theater in my town just opened up, and I don't know if this is like one of those nationwide things. Obviously, on the big billboard, the Tenant movie is like the big thing. But my local theater mm-hmm. downtown is also showing right now uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Um, yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> a lot is of that, theaters. Is are that doing like that. a? Is, Okay, so you know, I would imagine that that's like a great idea to try to get people to try to get some butts in the seat would be to like show some great movies More like that. It. But I hadn't read up on that. I hadn't read up if that was like one of those kind of like nationwide specials, uh, like the with way the all, Halloween stuff is going to be happening. With all the delays of other films, 
<laughs> it's definitely the pandemic special. <laughs> With all the delays of other films, like uh, you know, our newer blockbusters, they needed to figure out something that they could actually fill into the theaters themselves as well. So yeah, like you said, you know, throwing in, you know, how many people, you know, obviously Empire Strikes Back is what many people consider the best of all the Star Wars films. That's going to lure yep. a lot of, you know, people like people like me who normally, you know what, in a normal situation would be like, oh, my God, Empire Strikes Back. I know I've seen this like 20 times. I own it in like six different variations, but I'm totally going to go see it in the theater again. Um, but, you know, not, yeah, not during the pandemic. Like, yeah, no, I know. Like, I was driving past and I saw it and I was like, oh, for like a second. And I was like, well, fuck that, you know, but for like a brief second, I got excited, you know, and like, thankfully, because truly, I really, really wouldn't go. Uh, but I had talked about on the show how Halloween uh, 1978 was going to be having some screenings across the country uh, throughout yeah. uh, the month of October leading up to Halloween. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this part that's been extended to also include Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. Uh, there are drives, mm-hmm. like it's up to the dis- it's up to the discretion of uh, the exhibitors on what they actually want to show. It seems that many drive-ins are showing Halloween 4 and 5 as like a triple feature. Uh, some indoor theaters are only showing Halloween 1978. Uh, some are showing the others. Like it's up to the exhibitors. But uh, you know, I in a normal universe, I'd be like all about that and wanting to see that. Because of all of those, I definitely saw Halloween 5 in the theater. I might have seen Halloween 4. I don't remember. Um, but uh, it's not playing anywhere near me in, in any capacity, drive in or not. Like it's just not like in around Los Angeles. I think there's a, a, a place that will be showing it, but you know, it's just one of those bummer things that like, you know, the pandemic has ruined so much shit and uh, enjoy enjoyable shit and, and real life shit. But like, you know, a chance to see Halloween 78 on the big screen would be uh, like a big deal for me. And uh, like, I'm sure it would for you all too, if you haven't seen it. And, uh, but I'm oh, not yeah. even going to have the option, but I, but I wouldn't go if I did have the option anyway. Yeah, no, it's not the right time. But yeah, if you ever get to do, do that, it's it's so much fun. I went a couple of years ago when I was in Jersey. Uh, well, the he drive doesn't need to actually go see Empire. He gets to go see George Lucas right outside at the coffee shops. <laughs> but you know, with the, with the Halloween, with the uh, with the <laughs> drive in particular, they're they're the ones that are conducive for them to do the whole entire one, four, and five because most of them are doing double and triple features anyway. Um, you know, that's just standard practice. You know, like I know if you go down to the Delcy Drive-In, you pay for one ticket, you're going to see, I think, two or three movies, depending on, you know, whatever block it is. Because uh, I think they have, like, two or three screens. Yeah, normally that's 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 the regular, though, for, for these drive-ins anyway. Mahoning, I know, was doing the Halloween and then four and five. Uh, I think they were doing that as, like, a Thursday night special, though, uh, instead of doing it on, like, the typical weekend because uh, their weekends are always yeah. – they've got the full themes and all of that stuff. But, yeah, Mahoning, Mahoning always does pretty much – If I think almost every one of them has always been at least a double. I think the majority of them are triples. And then I know if you do in the overnight, they always throw an extra film on for you anyway. So, you know, something that falls into the continuity of whatever it is that you're watching. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, Dean. Now, mm-hmm. what's next? What do you got? The – the classic, classic, classic Uncle, piece of 80s you cinema look like me. that I believe we all love so very much uh, <laughs> has gotten yeah. its very, very, very own documentary called Wolfman's Got Nards. Uh, oh, it's about oh, Nards. <laughs> What's that? Kick him in the Nards. 
fantastic, fantastic film. Uh, but anyway, uh, Wolfman's Got Nards is coming uh, October. It's going to be an on-demand release October 27th. Uh, it's going to feature interviews with cast members, uh, the writers, director. There's going to be showing some new footage. There's going to be a lot of celebration of the fans uh, who had played like a big part in, in getting it out there on DVD uh, several years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, for a long you know, time I, it was unavailable. The, yeah, long, and, and I think that the actor, um, I think his name is Andrew Grover or Andrew Grower. Um, Andrew Gower. Played, uh, yeah, so he actually, uh, if I remember correctly, because I think that I even, like, I didn't take part in it, uh, but I read it and saw it in the old days of IMDb, which sadly uh, they took this feature away a long time ago when every single Comment. movie had its own little message board at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he started to, <laughs> Andre Miller, he started to, so oh, much yeah. great stuff. But he, uh, he went on there on the Monster Squad page and was like regularly interacting with fans on there. And it was that kind of that all of those conversations, which is what led him to start kind of getting the push together to get like a nice DVD out there. And ultimately they did. And it kind of started there. And again, I didn't like participate in any discussion, but I would read it all and be like, oh, this is, you know, this is, you know, we're going back 10 plus years now. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like this actor from this movie that I love when I was a kid is just like, hey, everybody, like, I'm so glad you love this movie. Let's get a DVD, you know, and like to watch it like kind of kind of happen was cool. So anyway. Uh, I'm stoked about this. Um, yeah. I'm stoked about this documentary. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Like you guys, um, you know, the Monster Squad is just one of those all-time uh, greats uh, for uh, for for horror. For for, for horror that uh, was friendly, like family friendly and kid friendly, um, in that kind of late '80s way, where that kind of thing uh, could be made and successful. You know, like who doesn't love the Monster Squad? So I'm really excited also, to check this uh, check this documentary out. Yeah, and plus on top of that, it's just another one of those great '80s. Um, the kids are the center of the film, you know, like Goonies, ET, all that explores, all that kind of stuff. Where again, it's up to the kids to make decisions on what to do. Yeah, yeah, the parents are too busy doing coke and going off the orgies <laughs> back in the '80s, so they didn't have time. But yeah, I mean, the most real parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a classic for sure. I always consider it like the punk rock Goonies. Like, yeah, you have Goonies, it's mainstay, it's you know popular, but then you got the Monster Squad for the kids that like to fucking party, want to shoot a fucking gill man in the chest with a shotgun. Are you a virgin? I will tell you this. You know what? As far as the generation I have some trivia, but go. Cool. I don't know about the trivia part, but I do know that overall. Most younger people still can find Goonies entertaining, but that same group does not like the Monster Squad. I don't know it's if true. it's a matter of, just, that's... Of, that, of them not growing up with the same creature features that we did as kids, or if it's just the fact that the movie is just not as well acted, performed, and, and everything else that went with it. So I think that's one of those where for us it's a nostalgia thing, and that's why we love it as much as we do. But do you think, but, well, I'll get to that in a second, but that's an interesting point you bring up. But the question that it makes me want to ask you is, is this something that the younger generation is even aware of that it exists? Because I can tell you right now, yes. they show the Goonies on TV, on AMC and TBS, like that Goonies is on all the time. 
You know, like you never mm-hmm. see the Monster Squad on TV. Yep. So like, I don't think it has the wider range. And I also don't think like the general big mainstream, like fam- parents love to show the Goonies to their kids. Like when local towns have like, oh, the drive-in movie in, in the park where we set up the big screen and bring your blankets. Like the Goonies is always one of the top picks, you know, like it's way more popular and way more mainstream. So I don't know how, how, especially that it took so long even for Monster Squad to be on DVD. It has no television presence. Uh, I, I don't know it's if it's anything. It's I, I mean, it, it has, yeah. but like, I'll, pull, I'll pull my so kids tomorrow. I, I, would, I would imagine if I were to go into my, my classrooms of my 6th, 7th, and 8th graders and say, hey, raise your hand if you've heard of or seen the Goonies, like that all of them are going to raise their hand. And I would bet <laughs> maybe nobody raises their hand if I ask if they even know what the Monster Squad is. Well, again, it got lost. It got, well, that's it got buried. Well, motherfucker. Let's do it. That's science right there. Let's do some science <laughs> tomorrow. You're going to ask those fuckers. Because you know what? Here at Talking Terror, we believe in science. <laughs> yeah, I've been yes. blinded by but, science once Yes, we do. But my, my trivia since uh, was it, uh, King, King, was it you that brought up the Goonies in this Monster Squad discussion? All right, so here, my little piece of fun little trivia with that is that uh, actress Mary Ellen Trainer in the Monster Squad played Sean's mom, and in the Goonies played Mm -hmm. Mikey and Brant's mom. Same actress. Yep. Mothers in both of these films. She's also in Lethal Weapon as the psychiatrist. Yeah, she's also the shrink. She's also (laughs) the shrink in Lethal Weapon. And uh, I think she also, like, as far as, so these kid adventure movie franchises, but I think she also was, uh, as far as, like, dueling action franchises, I think she was, uh, like, the in-studio reporter in Die Hard to Richard Atherton's uh, Man on the Scene reporter in Die Hard. Like, she was in the first Die Hard movie, too. But anyway. Oh, okay. I can see it in my head, so... You might be absolutely right. She passed right away on a few that. years ago. Yes, yeah. she did. Oh, I know that I am, Aww. but she, she did. She, she, she passed away, like, I think in 2015, maybe. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, just a little bit of Marvel news, and I, don't, I, I would hope that I'm not the only one that knows this with all you nerds, but um, Samuel, uh, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is going to reprise his uh, character of Nick Fury for a new Marvel series for D- Disney Plus uh, that is in the early stages and allegedly details are being kept under lock and key of exactly what it's going to be. Uh, but there will be more Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Oh, can't cool. wait. Love him as Nick Fury. Nick Fury, motherfucker. <laughs> he doesn't say Nick that. Nick motherfucking Fury. <laughs> yeah. Mother gosh darn Fury, because it's Marvel. <laughs> Well, he almost said it, but then he turned to dust. I know. I was hoping that he would say it, but now he didn't. That's so close. So close. Yeah, Captain America would have fucking yelled at him. Watch your language. Mm. (laughs) No, did did Cap say language? (laughs) (laughs) So what else do you got, Dean? Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up since I'm now like I guess in some some capacity I'm, I'm, I'm You're a, kind of a, a nerd Marvel too. person yeah. I'm a Marvel person to some capacity uh, but anyway I am uh, the the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the Criterion channel uh, from the Criterion collection apparently they have their own channel uh, that is like a channel but also a streaming service uh, has announced 
that their Hall, because we've been talking about all these different channels and their Halloween celebrations, uh, the Criterion Collection has announced their Halloween celebration, which is going to be a celebration of 70s classics of horror. Uh, you know, they debut all of this, uh, of their extensive menu for horror will debut this Sunday on the 4th. Uh, with notable titles such as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre original, the original Wicker Man, uh, It's Alive, The Hills Have Eyes, Black Christmas, Rabid, uh, you know, all the films of that ilk uh, will be part of the Criterion Channel's uh, Halloween celebration. So I don't don't even think I knew of the Criterion Channel. uh, I didn't know. It is out there. It is out there. And, uh, you know... Those films will be there to, to see if, if you have access to, to that or you choose to pay for their streaming service. But uh, I love it. Uh, it's October. It's October tomorrow. Uh, and it, all of a sudden, yeah, every channel is, is going to turn it's turning into, turning into horror channels. It's, it's so exciting. Uh, and be, there's just nothing else to do. So there's going to be so much great stuff. I have talked about on this show how the Epix channel has shown... Friday the 13th part three and part four back to back like a thousand times, but just those two uh, last night on, a, mm-hmm. I can't remember what channel I caught Friday the 13th part five new beginning. So much fun. Uh, but it's going to be like that every fucking day for like, the <laughs> next 30 days. So yes, <laughs> demon himself is going to be 31 days of this stuff. Every time you turn on the TV, I'm going to get you bitch. The, hey, baby. uh, so moving on, we have uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, well, has announced that his next <laughs> film is simply going to be called Old, and oh, old. it's inspired by a. Uh, it's called Old. Uh, I don't know <laughs> this source material. It's it's cold? inspired by like, it's inspired like a by cold? a French graphic novel called Sandcastle. Uh, it is not going <laughs> to be a direct adaptation. Uh, but it's inspired by this French graphic novel called Sandcastle. And the, the brief premise is that a group of people find a dead body on a beach and they're not able to leave. And there's some kind of dark secret involving time. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, M. Night. He's working on this actively right now. Uh, the production is uh, in action. Uh, he released like a, like, a, like a poster, like a piece of artwork. And uh, and this information about the film. So, you know, I'll continue to keep us updated the more I see about it. Uh, I know a lot of us, we have, you know, mixed feelings about his entire catalog, but I can say deep down we're probably all fans of M. Night and uh, be looking forward to seeing what he develops with this. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more as more information continues uh, to surface. I, um, I always want to oh, see M. Night succeed, but unfortunately... I just often find myself more disappointed with the stuff that I look forward to from him. And Mm. if this is coming off of somebody else's work, then that makes me dread this film even more because exactly working (laughs) off of other people's stuff is just never a successful fucking mix. We'll see. I like the visit and I like split. Oh, visit was yeah. all. Visit? Mm, not terrible. Wasn't hard. Couldn't get on board. Was bad at some of his other stuff. Why with the fucking twist, M. Night? Can you fucking make one movie that doesn't involve a fucking twist where you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the fucking movie? Make a yeah, fucking narrative. Yeah. Well, you and the monkey are the only two people that saw that movie. I've never met anybody that saw that. <laughs> it's you two. So I can't even have a conversation. I... 
I, I remember, and I've never seen it, but I remember when that came out, and I don't know what, what one, I don't know if it was in person, I don't know if it was on the phone, I don't remember, but I had to listen to the, the ghoul go on about how just massively, colossally disappointing that that was. Um, I, I like he like, and I didn't. Eat, I have no idea about the source material at all, so it made no sense to me. But he was he was real upset about that one for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me and many other fans across you know all of whatever world that that world takes place in. I don't even know the world. What the fuck is the name of that world anyway? Does anybody know? I don't even Airbendia. Well, well, don't forget they have the sequel, uh, Legend of Korra, as well, which is now available yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I've yet to uh, – yeah, of course. You know, I ended up buying, you know, because they have one of their me- mega sales on, on Xbox where they finally have – you know, like normally what happens is, is all the episodes are available for like a ridiculously cheap price, and I just don't have the money to get it. You know, and then I have the money to get it, and I go look, and it's like the whole series for like 70 bucks. And I'm like, I ain't fucking paying 70 bucks for the whole series. It all finally lined up, and it was like, bam, sale, and I had the money, bought that shit. Literally one week later, the whole fucking series is on Netflix. I'm like, you motherfuckers, you get me every fucking time. (laughs) I buy shit. I buy shit, and it's streaming on like Prime. I'm like, you know, no wonder it was fucking (laughs) $3.99. Well, you own it. not. Like many a film. I've never made it through Cora yet, so one day, one day I'll get there. I, I tried. I, I just couldn't do it. Cora the Explorer. <laughs> Something. Cora like the Explorer. No, see, I like the Dora the Explorer movie. I thought that was fun. <laughs> oh. Ah, see, well, I guess what, I don't know. Can we There's say map fun? Sure. <laughs> we can. Muy bien. Great. <laughs> we know that, unfortunately, uh, the last time it was a normal world, that the king of horror's heart was broken uh, by one of his idols, uh, Joe Bob Briggs. And I know that the King of Horror continues to be a fan, and rightfully so. We have to learn to separate the art from the human. Uh, But Joe Bob Briggs has become a hot property uh, in the Shudder universe. And uh, last year on Halloween, Joe Bob Bob Briggs had his Halloween hootenanny, uh, where he uh, hosted three films. And Shudder has announced that uh, beginning Monday, October 26th, uh, you will be able to watch Joe Bob Briggs's Halloween Hideaway, uh, where from a remote location, uh, Joe Bob Briggs will be debuting his double feature uh, for this year's Halloween. They have not yet announced what the titles will be, uh, but Joe Bob Briggs' Halloween Hideaway uh, this year for the Halloween <laughs> on Shutter. Cool. That sounds like a board name. <laughs> yeah, Halloween Hideaway, <laughs> part two. That's the sex game that me and the ghoul girl play. Mm, it's <laughs> I don't want to know what you're hiding, and I don't want to know where it is. He's hiding the hootenanny. Spin and spin. You know, we just don't know what hole it's going to go. You know, this map <laughs> leads to, oh, my God. Like five That's six not an entrance. Run, you know? <laughs> just as long as the ghoul is able to get his flex in while he's staring in the mirror, he's good. 
straight. Oh, he's got a point. Look at this big old whap on this map. It's not a map, it's a whap. As we're kind of coming to a close here with some of this stuff, just a few other things I want to talk about. Uh, we don't even have to converse about some of these. There's one I do want to talk about, but just some I like brief things. I, I, and I, I've stated, I have stated uh, many times when this has come up in this segment of our show that I have no idea if there is anybody out there that is truly waiting for this and really looking forward to it. I just think that it was this moment in time and this big, super popular, like kind of global popular thing. But I think that it was just it for that moment and that the moment has passed and so much time has gone by. But uh, I have learned today that the sequel to Avatar, uh, Avatar 2, is 100% complete and that Avatar 3 Hmm. is, according to him, is uh, Cameron, is 95% complete. Uh, no release date information, uh, but you know there are like four more of these things coming. Uh, I just I, I, we've talked about it before. We don't need to have this discussion again. I just don't know who's looking for this. If there's like a truly, and maybe I have no idea. Maybe there's a huge fan base that is that is waiting and waiting and waiting. But I just I just don't know about that. But anyway, uh, that's one of those things. My only th- and... my only thing, real quick with that. I'm not going to have anything big to say. Like you said, we've already beat this fucking horse. It's laying on the floor. It's, yeah, this it's poor like fucking horse. Twitching and all that fucking it's shit. You know what I mean, I, I feel dead. bad for it at this point. <laughs> but I just hope that James Cameron, in all of his you know infinite global wisdom here, realizes that whereas the first film, which was very low on cal- caloric in take you know it's very very light as far as its story went because everything was based on its visual appeal everything was based on that 3d that that movie was going to give us it was something fucking different we had never seen anything like that before i hope the stories are actually good because you know visually there's been a thousand and one fucking movies that have now done this with 3d so Unless you're bringing some shit that's going to allow me to literally step in, plug one of those fucking animal tails right up my ass and fucking join the fucking fight, you're not going to wow me with the visuals this time around. No. Good I don't point. even think there's actually fans of Avatar around. I just think they lie. They seem cool. <laughs> like when they go to the fucking <laughs> Starbucks and they're like, I happen to like Avatar. And I think the second one's going to be genius. Oh, me, I too. I agree. I can't wait to go down to that I've land. only seen it the one time. <laughs> I, I couldn't my, even make it the first gotta, time. Maybe I, maybe I got to finally rewatch the movie. You know, I, I just Ooh, like to I keep the, the image in my head of how awesome the experience was. Yeah, but, you know, totally. Again, yeah, that's I, the I've, thing. I've never gone back to I, it. No, it was this marvelous experience uh, in the theaters. And, and Cameron has, you know, proved himself time and time again to provide us with these special effects extravaganzas. And maybe enough time has passed that he has created even something greater with the technology that's available now. But I just feel as far as the story and that universe, like it was a, this magical, wonderful thing to see it on the big screen. And I just feel like it was like a piece of that time and that time has passed. And I've said it before, you know, yeah. Guess I'll just wait for Titanic two. This time it's personal. Yeah, thank you. Jim. Let's do that. <laughs> so uh, not in space. Titanic oh man, you're right. It space. did happen. James Cameron was too late. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think he Go was ahead, on dude. the ship, but maybe. Yeah, he could have been. So it was an extra. 
resurrection. Kind of not related to our not related to our genre at all. And then I will come back to close out with something from our genre. I just want to throw this out there because I think it's crazy. we always I, talk I, genre, I, man. What are you going? Where, where, well, why are you going to go out of genre, man? Yeah, we never want to because it's fun. And the ghoul, ghoul and I were talking about this today. Uh, but uh, I, 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 know, I, I know the ghoul is. I don't know the rest of you guys, but I'm a Ooh, huge fan of bring Sasha Baron Cohen. And Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> yeah, so has filmed has filmed an entire sequel to Borat, uh, yeah. a whole Borat sequel movie. Uh, to, um, it's going Move to debut to. on on Prime. On Amazon Prime, uh, Borat, gift of pornograph monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan will debut on Prime on October 23rd. Oh my God, that's uh, You can see a teaser trailer on the official Republic of Kazakhstan Twitter feed. Um, there's a teaser. <laughs> I sent it to the Google earlier. Nice. Uh, but anyway, but moving on, moving on. Um, <laughs> wrapping up finally I shared this in our group chat uh, and I just want to talk about it on the show because I'm very excited about this uh, debuting for Halloween uh, we have talked about uh, at length leading up to it and then uh, as it aired we have talked about the uh, the creep show the shutter creep show series and how the mm-hmm. second season is now in production and if you think back to before the first season aired uh, Greg Nicotero was talking about how one of the segments was going to be the story survivor type from Stephen King's skeleton crew, uh, which arguably is one of my, probably my favorite Stephen King short story. Uh, One of the earliest King things that I remember from my OG copy, hardcover copy uh, of skeleton crew, which is right over there on my bookshelf that I'm looking at right now. And then when the lineup of episodes was announced, it wasn't there. Uh, It just, there was just a whole list of other episodes. And then somewhere along the line, Nicotero did an interview where he said that uh, it just it just wasn't feasible to kind of create the location that this take story takes place in. They just didn't know how to make it work. But Creepshow has announced their animated Halloween special for Shudder, uh, which, like a regular episode of Creepshow, is going to feature two different stories. The first is something called Twittering from the Circus of the Dead, uh, written by Joe Hill and starring Joey King from The Conjuring. And the second story in this animated Halloween Creepshow special is Survivor Type, uh, written by Stephen King, and the voice narration is going to be done by Keeper Sutherland. Um, So... Uh, hmm. They have figured out a way to, to tell this story, and I'm very excited about that. And I will very much be looking forward to the Creepshow Halloween animated special. I don't know if it's debuting right on Halloween. I don't know uh, if it's debuting like a few days before Halloween. I haven't seen release date information, but I'm real excited about that. So that's my final piece, and I just wanted to share that uh, information. Timmy, very cool. cool. Thank you. And- and, uh, yeah, before we get into the movie, for, for the one thing I wanted to bring up real quick, so I didn't get a chance to bring it up last week, uh, is that Clive Barker returned to Twitter after a very long absence to say that he has a new book on the way, Deep Hill, as well as a collection uh, called Fear Eternal, which is going to feature a story called Mercy and the Jackal. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Clive Barker's writing. I know the monkey isn't too crazy about it at times, but I am. I think it's just fantastic writing, so... Barker being back and releasing books, uh, I think I can't believe it. I'm just so happy. I can't wait for these books. The last book that I read from him was The Scarlet Gospels, which was a sequel to Hellraiser. And uh, it was everything that I wanted it to be. So I'm really looking forward to reading more Barker. You made all your dreams come true? 
Yeah, every single one of them. He made my dreams come true. And there's also a trailer for Truth Seekers available now, the Simon Pegg and Nick Frost series. It's going to debut uh, next month, October, uh, only on Amazon. So that's something I look forward to as well, because I fucking love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. So don't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those are the only two things I wanted to bring up, because I, I forgot about the Barker thing last week. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Monkey, uh, your palate cleanser is up next. Uh, we're going to be talking about 1978. <laughs> I spit on your grave, aka Day of the Woman, directed by Mir Zarchi, uh, starring the lovely <sighs> Camille Keaton. This is the first time the Mad Monkey has watched this movie, so wondering if he still thinks it was a great palate cleanser compared to Color Out of Space. Take it away, Monkey. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is the tale of Jennifer Hill a New York City short story writer who has taken a month's vacation from her hectic life in the Big Apple to rent a lovely lone cabin by a lake to write her very first novel. Only her time to reflect and create is destroyed when she is brutally attacked and left for dead. So what does a woman do when she's left gasping for breath and clinging to life in the middle of nowhere and help is nowhere to be found? We'll find out tonight as we cover this 1978 cult classic, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, monkey. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, all right. Okay. This is the re- okay. I chose this movie here because we cover all kinds of shit on Talking Terror. All right, to share mm-hmm. with our horror family. But for me personally, it's been a long, long time since it, like I've just felt you know just well uncomfortable watching a horror movie, and I wanted a movie to make me cringe again. And it's just for me, there's no worse act in of violence in the world than that of rape. Like, I just find rape scenes horribly disturbing. I, I find the act of rape as nothing Did you ever see Irreversible? Oh, no. yeah, that's a, ooh, yeah. Good one. Good one, Dean. Um, that's, but, that's pretty but it's just, Yeah, but it's just the act of rape just makes me so fucking angry. Like, you know, it's an evil hmm. that women hardly ever get to see justice for, you know, and it's so hard to prove, and it's just... Yeah, it's just makes my blood boil it really does um hmm. but yeah this was this was my first time show watching us on the this. doll where they touched your monkey <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah this was my first time watching this classic um i was hoping to find a strong piece of cinema with some like really serious scenes in here that would make my skin crawl like while keaton's acting was strong as hell in this movie um during the scenes all of the scenes of violation to me were like just fucking ruined because of the horrible, over-the-top, almost comical acting of all the men in this movie. And it just really pissed me off. If they had cast this movie right, this could have been, a, like hmm. to me, a really strong, disturbing piece of cinema. And so you were pissed off that she didn't get raped properly, is what you're saying. I'm pissed <laughs> off that the acting was bad, man. It's, like, <laughs> and we'll get into it. It's just... But yeah, this movie. <laughs> well, it's kind of controversial opinion there. Well, you know, I don't think she got raped right, but we're going to get into it. <laughs> now I would have done it. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's monkey stance. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Man, he is taking a stance today. All right. We're going to find out more uh, from the monkey. But all right. So, uh, Google, what do you think about a spit in your grave? Uh, you know, this isn't the first time I've seen this film. Um, I, uh, you know, me, me and the Dean have, uh, you know, obviously witnessed many, uh, many of exploitative films 
throughout our exploration of uh, the horror genre as, as it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure we watched this one at my, my house at one point. Uh, am I correct on that one, Dean? Yes, I'm pretty sure you're correct. And I'm pretty sure I had this at the time, because uh, I never had like an official copy of this. Uh, I had mm-hmm. this on either, like, like, like half of it on one burn DVD and half of it on another, or maybe I even had one. You had the ability to play, I think it was called like a, a VRC. I, I, it was another kind of disc from overseas. I don't remember what it was called. Um, like a VRC or a CRV or some, some other kind of disc, a VCD a maybe. VCD. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, we did watch it at your home for sure. All right. So uh, again, this is like you know this this falls in line with me for like films like Last House on the Left and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is you know violence for violence' sake. Uh, it is a horrific situation, similar to the monkey, though. You know, there there are things that get played certain ways that, you know, look, like, like the, the dean said, you know, look at a movie like Irreversible. You see that yes. occur, and there's no no coming back from that. You can't even really, you can't really talk much about that because of what that <laughs> act is, at least with this, the way it's done i think they they know with what you're eventually going to get to as is you know the 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 norm with this type of film and this subgenre in general that you have to play the male leads a certain way what i would say monkey is if you want something done a little less silly check out the remake of this movie they do it a little bit differently specifically how the guys interact with her earlier on yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's an interesting one from 2010, right? I think that's the remake. Mm-hmm. That's thing yeah. yeah. I saw all three of them. Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, okay. I, I, I mean, have all three. Yeah, I, I don't have them. I, I rented them at one point. And also the the, re, uh, the sequel that came out in 2016. Oh, Deja, Deja Vu. Deja Vu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might like uh, that one a little better, Monkey. I don't know. Uh, well, that again, I know that has Camille, Camille Keaton or whatever her name is yep. in that. Mm-hmm. I uh, they only have on like the Xbox as far as like what you can purchase. They only have the uh, first three, uh, the three remake films, or the remake ah, and its sequels. Um, this I ended up was I didn't use your link, monkey. I ended up just uh, renting it off of Amazon uh, Prime Video. Uh, that was that was the, the easiest way for me to get it and make sure that my quality and everything would work right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dean, what do you think about a spit in your grave? So first, I'll try not to get super long-winded. But first, no. uh, when we when I think back to, <laughs> and I was I was actually I was just discussing this over dinner with my wife. But when I think back, what rape to my days? Uh, yes, uh, well, it was a whole it became a whole brilliant sociological discussion, which uh, I will touch on a little bit later in our talk. But when I think back to my days as like a little kid, uh, obsessed with movies and obsessed with video stores. Uh, you know, every time I would go to a video store or was even in a store like, uh, you know, uh, King and Ghoul, you know, the old food town in Manalapin. I think it's a oh, yeah. stop and shop now over there on like by Route 9 mm-hmm. and Corner, Gordon Corner Road. Uh, you it's know, like you know a 25 years ago. Now. It's not even a, oh, not really? even a wow. shop and shop, man. Yeah. Like, wow. wow. Go uh, but, yeah, well, anyway, it used to be called Food Town. And uh, up in the front near where they used to have the actual Ticketmaster location, uh, they used to have video movie rentals in the VHS days long ago. So mm-hmm. whenever I would go shopping with my parents, that's where I would be. And between there and Video Home Center and anywhere they had movies, 
to browse. I was always there, like reading boxes and looking. And the cover image uh, of "I Spit on Your Grave" is one that oh, yeah. is like burned into my brain. Uh, you know, it's an image that was burned into my brain for, more. for twenty years That's before right. I maybe even saw the the movie for the first time. Um, there was just something that stood out about, and uh, maybe because it's like a three-quarter naked woman ass. But like, aside from that, uh, you know, you have shelves upon shelves of like hockey masks and gloves with razors and Michael Myers masks and all the other like great stuff in horror. But then you had this cover, which was like different. It was like dirty and mm-hmm. ugly, and like it might it have even had one of those. It might have even had one of those labels on it that was like banned in 21 countries. You know, the, <laughs> there was just something different. There was just something different about it. And it stood out as like it, it seemed like dirty and wrong and, and appealing. Uh, you know, I wanted to know it was inside that box, but there was no way in hell that uh, I would even ask for a parent to rent that for me because it never would have happened. Uh, when I finally got around to seeing the film. Yeah, this is it. This is like in the genre, like uh, there's other films with rape and rape revenge stories that have come after that, that we've seen and whatnot. But with this film, there's something so just plain and ordinary and so very ugly about it. Uh, it, it, it has to do with the fact that it's completely unstylized. There's no music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. It's just a very gritty, ugly, dirty movie. Um, and I don't mean dirty movie because of the content. It just looks like grimy. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, um, you know, putting in the context of its time, you know, it's it's a it's it, it was so very controversial. It was a very controversial film. My personal feelings about the film, um, I think it's a very ugly film. Um, I, I I can't say that I enjoy it and like it. Um, I was I've seen it before. I watched it again. Uh, yesterday to prepare for the show, I was not looking forward to watching it again. Um, it's not something that yeah. I would be like, oh, I'm, I need to pick out a horror movie to watch. Oh, let me put on I Spit on Your Grave. I, would, I wouldn't put this on again voluntarily. I've seen it no. now. This is probably the third or no. fourth time that I watched it. And, um, you know, I can appreciate what it, what it is uh, and, and what, what they were trying to do with it. Um, I can appreciate the performances, especially uh, our lead actress, um, but this is this is this isn't something that I would say is like entertainment cinema for me. I can appreciate the statement, uh, but it's not a fun movie. Okay, if I can no. interject real quick, this is gonna be real fast. Yeah. I swear, I love all you guys. Just want to put yeah. that note out there, uh, Mr. President. If you're listening, see that's how you let somebody else talk without interrupting. Uh, anyway, please, King, <laughs> what do you got going on? What did you think about this movie? Oh, will you just shut up, man? You're a clown. Uh, Yeah, going back to to, uh, I Spit in Your Grave, uh, similar to uh, the Dean, what he just said, I I was in eighth grade when I rented it because I had seen uh, Last House and Left when I was in the seventh grade, and then I eventually saw the cover art for the VHS for I Spit in Your Grave, and yes, it is Demi Moore's backside, as she did say in her uh, memoir, Inside Out, that it is her on the memoir. cover. Memoir. Um, but is it really? It's just, yeah. yes, yeah. it is Demi Moore. Yes, that's her backside. That, cover that classic for, uh, cover, that's, that's, yep. that's Demi Moore? Yes. I had no yeah, idea about that. Wow, my mind, I'm like, my mind is like blown right now. I had no, not the faintest <laughs> idea. I'd never heard that before. If you yeah, actually never look at, the cover at the it, now way. that you know it, you're going to see that mm-hmm. you actually can see that that's Demi Moore, man. It's definitely her body. 
Yeah. Also, yeah. if you wow. pay, if you look really close, you actually see a little bit of her black hair hanging down just where they cut it off yep. at the top. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not blonde hair like uh, Keaton's is. And super long like Keaton's, which goes almost to her ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Sorry, King. Yeah, it was, it was Go one, ahead. It was one of those covers that you just uh, was drawn to because it was like, like the Dean said, with Jason Gloves and that. But then you have that, that tagline. This woman is just cut, shot, broken, and burned four men beyond recognition. But no jury in America would ever convict her of spreading your grave, an act of revenge. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I am fucking on board <laughs> with this fucking movie. Like, that tagline got me. But, again, Monkey, you brought up the acting, and I think the acting for this movie is perfect. Because you have men in this movie that are lecherous, that are monstrous, that are disgusting, where I'm not looking for acting, I'm looking for realism, and I got it. Like, these men aren't actors by any means, and I think that's what adds to it. The Camille Keaton, who, who had acted in a, a, a few Italian films in the 70s and into the 80s, you know, she's an actress, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't seem like she's acting. It seems like this is a more of a realistic look at this rape sequence that we will get into, but I think it's the fact that they aren't actors. Like Last House on the Left, it feels like you're watching a snuff film. Like, it doesn't feel like you're watching a fucking movie from Wes Craven, the guy that did A Nightmare on Elm Street. It looks like you're watching somebody's home video that's actually a snuff film. And that's what I got from my I Spent on Your Grave. It's not a movie that I'm comfortable with. It's not a movie that I recommend. I know that, uh, you know, Monkey said earlier, required viewing, am I right? No, absolutely not. I Spent in Your Grave is not required viewing if you want to be a horror fan. If you're looking to challenge yourself, I would say, yes, watch it. But I would not say I know, it's I, not like I'm, a Halloween think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think I'm going to disagree with you there. If you are a... a if you are a horror movie watcher, if you're like a horror, like a student of horror and a true horror fan, I think it is. I think it is essential viewing. Um, yes, it's much yeah. different than a Halloween or a Texas Chainsaw or, or the, like the big, you know, franchises. But like, you know, this is a this is a notable film. Like it's it's notorious. I feel like this is oh, one yeah. of those that you know that should be on the list. That you should see this one at some point. Um, and that's what I was going to say to you, King. Yeah. Before before the yeah. show, though, was that this is one of those check marks that you got to have, you know, if you're you know, saying that you are a fan of horror and you're going to sit there and go back I, and watch the, the classics, this is one of those check marks you need to have, is that you I can't do it. it on your grave. No, I can't. Honestly, I can't do it. I think it's I'm going to yeah, fall down I'm the sorry, middle a little bit with this. I think uh, this is one of those that, yes, you know what, if you are looking to take that super deep dive in and you're looking to explore not just horror films in general, but you're looking to also go into some of the subgenres, you know, because there's plenty of exploitation films that you can watch that you don't need mm-hmm. to see something like this. And as far as, like, this film itself goes, I feel like, you know, and like you said, Last House on the Left feels like uh, like a snuff film. You feel dirty when you're done watching it. Yep. You feel like you just mm-hmm. saw something that you're not supposed to watch. I've said that about that film from the very first fucking time I've ever seen it. I just always feel that way about that movie. I don't yep. feel the same way about this one. I don't feel like this movie, same note as well. I feel like the realism that they got in Last House is missing, actually in the performances that you get here. I don't feel like these guys are acting. Like you said, like they're not acting. I don't feel like they're performing like a regular guy. I don't feel like they're, they're doing that in any way. If anything, I feel like it's, it's more comical than it needs to be. 
That's exactly what I was saying, because that's what I was looking for with this movie, was I wanted something raw, I wanted something to make me feel uncomfortable, and unfortunately, yeah, with the male acting that was in it, and, the, you know, what they do during the scenes, yeah, it was just so over the top, that, unfortunately, it took it away what I was hoping to feel from this movie. A Johnny's sequence as far as you know because i mean look we can sit here we can talk we can talk about all the little shit that meanders up to the to the rape sequence little interaction 25 there, minutes. but the, re, the, like, yeah, the reality I mean, is it's the movie the, the rape sequences are, are are the major chunk of this film i think the rape yeah. sequence mm-hmm. with johnny the uh the first guy is the only one that's like really done in a way that is like I don't want to say yeah. realistic, but it's it's the one that hits you hard just because of the way it's done. You kind of want to just close your eyes, cover your fucking head a little bit, and just be like, I don't know, man. I, I, I think the one on the rock is a little rougher than that one. Yeah, you know what? Rock, he's, no, that he's, was fucking twer- he's fucking twitching back and forth, twerking all over the place. Yeah. Like, he's not even he's not even moving like a penis is inside of the female. I don't know how you guys have sex, but I know it definitely isn't like that. I, I understand that this isn't sex, it's rape. We you know. Um this is <laughs> this is rape, so it's not sex. But, you know, that's it's just I feel like what they were going with there is that all of the other characters are simpletons. And the John mm-hmm. character is actually you know, being that he's ex ex-military, you know, that this is kind of almost a statement on Vietnam and the soldiers coming back and almost a PTSD type of deal where, you know, we've heard all the stories of some of the shit that went on over there, some of the rapes and and the fucking Mm -hmm. murdering of children and stuff like that. So it's almost like this is a carryover of that. And that is again, like that's that's what made me feel like his out of them all is the the dirty one. I know in the in the remake for it, what they do is is she kind of spurns him. He tries to hit on her, and she kind of mm-hmm. just like blows him off. And the guys kind of treat him like, oh, you normally get every girl, you know, but you couldn't get this one. See, that doesn't occur in this film. And see, for me, I feel like in the remake when you see that happen in that way it almost makes it more realistic because there's more of an interaction. It feels less random. The other guys feel like circus characters. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It is an issue. Yeah, it is kind of an issue (laughs) with this one because when Jennifer comes into that town, which, by the way, the film was filmed in Kent, Connecticut. That's also where they filmed Last House on the Left and also Friday 13th Part 2. So just a little bit of movie trivia for where they filmed both of those movies in the same area. But uh, when she comes into the town, you know, you get introduced to Johnny, who works at the gas station, where it's 63 cents a gallon. God damn it. Can we go back to that time? 67. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. 63 but cents you also, wrong. <laughs> but you have, yeah, the clownish friends, um, Andy and Stanley, and then you also have Matthew, who is, um, you know, mentally challenged, and he's just kind of the simpleton. But, yeah, you know, Matthew is the one that kind of spurs it all on by saying, I went to her house to drop off groceries, and I saw boobies. And they're like, you know what? Let's have a fun Friday and rape that chick. It's like, okay, all right, so we're, we're going there. Like, you know, we're just we're going to boat by her and just go, woo, and over and over again until we fucking get her on the boat. And then we can just drag her boat behind ours and take her into the woods. And, yeah, for 25 minutes. You know, and that's, like we had just said, that that's the, the chunk of this movie is, is this particular rape scene. Because it, with, with the whole thing of it being Matthew's going to lose his name. Like, this is the day that he's going to fucking mm-hmm. take his dick out and he's going to fucking come and it's going to be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. We did this for you, dude. And he's like, no, no way. Mm-hmm. 
you know, dude could have ran right. out the cops, but no, he stayed. So you're it's just the worst betrayal of yeah. a mentally ill person. I've ever I know, seen. right? Oh, well, it's it was pretty bad. Like his, yeah. his, 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 uh, it's, it's that coupled with his really bad Andy Kaufman impression, where he was just like, "No, you guys, you know, no, I don't want to do this." <laughs> I think he, he, I just think he was a fucking New Yorker. That was, you know, yeah. I think it was just his New York accent coming yeah. out. That's what it sounded like to me, anyway. But yeah, you have Johnny, the the first of the men to to rape her, and yeah, it's like to, to the ghoul's point. Watching Last House on the Left and seeing Krug rape Mary before he kills her, it's much more personal. It's much more disgusting. It's just it's harder to watch. With with him raping her, it was just as tough, but in a different sense. And I think it was also just because she was being held down. You know, just it's it's just hard. I mean, I don't know, Monkey. Mm-hmm. You know, you said that you didn't like it because the acting was terrible, but to me, it's still hard that this woman's being held mm-hmm. to the ground, being pinned and watched, and it's just it's dirty. Just it's gross. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I don't like Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Monkey. Go, go. No, no, no. You were chomping at the bit. Go ahead, man. What do you got? Go, Monkey. Go, yeah, Monkey. Well, go, Monkey. <laughs> well, this one again, like they were saying. They they were doing this also. They can get Matthew laid, and they're all holding them down. They're you know holding limbs all over the place, and Matthew just can't do it. And then you know he's like, no, fine, then I'll do it. And yeah, it's just the first act. And the the problem is we have that, and then they just leave her. And you know well, it was we a trap. We're, they weren't going to leave her alone. I'm just saying, when you're watching this the first time, they Let just the leave her, <laughs> and then she's off wandering about forever in muck and woods and whatnot. You know, and we're thinking, okay, this is the rest of the movie is her just trying to get back. And then we, unfortunately, get to the next scene where we find out, no, it's now a game to them, and now it gets even worse. Go ahead, Google. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, what you, what you see here it's made for me anyway, even a little bit more disturbing when I think about the pornography that was also coming out around this time. Um, Mm -hmm. Because as much as this is a exploitation film, you know, even just general porn from like the late seventies and the early eighties had sequences like this in which they weren't quote unquote rape scenes, but they were scenes in which the girls would be, taken and accosted in a way where at first it was all about them not liking it, but then suddenly they did like it. And like, I remember watching a video in particular that my, my father had had, uh, it was a movie called bad girls. And like the opening scene of this film, it's, you know, it's one I've, I own to this day on DVD, you know, I've watched it since, but like the opening sequence is of like a photo shoot and the model's busy doing her thing. And, you know, it's, it's a new shoot at some point or another. And the photographer's taking the pictures, taking the pictures, and then suddenly steps out and he's fully naked. She's just laying on, on a, a bed during the shoot. She doesn't see him. And he just approaches slowly and then proceeds to do what he's going to do with her in the scene. You know, and after a little bit of trash talking from her at him, you know, calling him a couple of names, she, of course, likes it. You know, and that, I think, is where we we kind of fall in this time frame where we had a male-dominated society in which guys would look at women as these objects. And, you know, the idea was as well, no matter what, they wanted it. 
no matter what. They, you know, look how they, like we see in this movie, you know, she was asking for it. She dressed a certain way. She was walking around showing her she stuff on and her bikini, this and that. You know, all of these things that just were, were there because, you know, well, hey, if she's showing it, obviously she wants us to, to, to do it to her. Um, and I think that's like, you know, that's the mentality that we see. And that's what makes us still to this day watch a movie like this and kind of cringe because it's like we could never fathom that mentality as far as like us ourselves, you know? Nope. Yeah. I don't, I can't. Well, well, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and along yeah. the same lines, like you were saying, you know, seventies, you know, <laughs> yeah, but in the seventies, you know, you've uh, got the Playboy clubs all over the country, you know, who everyone going around dressing up as the 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 bunnies, and you know, everyone's smacking them on the asses as they're walking around try, trying what to get seventies. Are you, you thinking know, uh, of people dressing up like bunnies everywhere and slapping people on the ass? The hell can a seventies and you see? Yeah, really. I was saying that I was saying that's the Playboy clubs. Oh, in the sixties? Yeah, we're we're talking about the seventies. That's the sixties, right? Oh, they were around in the seventies too, man. Also all discos, all clubs. Everybody was fucking everybody. I mean, let's be real. It was all about fucking yeah, there you go. getting high, right. getting mm. fucked up, and fucking Pedro <laughs> Guerrero. But then the other thing about this movie is we're going to have several different acts. And, like, I noticed, like, okay, we just had violation of one way with the one act. And now we're moving on to the rocks where we're going to have our If you guy smell what you smell, the rock is cooking. <laughs> there you go. But now we're going to have, you know – now we're gonna have Jennifer getting violated in another way. So yeah, the one you know, the scene that the monkey didn't like because it wasn't right. She didn't get raped, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, am, I didn't like this scene, and just like the I'm goal, getting, it's like I'm you know, he, on the rock that it's in the poop shoot. That's what I was getting <laughs> too. That's why she was yelling so loud. Yes. Is yeah, that's why he that's, had to fucking screw it in there because there was no lube, you know, so he had to fucking really jam it in there. Well, blood. Yeah, blood, but blood. now now um, we're showing different different ways of violating a woman. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're right. I am and also I think an that, and I do not violate women that way. So there you go. And yes, the performance from the male actor there. Yes, he's like twisting back and forth and whatnot. But I think one of the most startling things in this film is when uh, when he, when he enters her on the on the rock <laughs> anally there. Uh, the scream that she lets out um, yeah. is just horrifying. That's what I'm saying. She, Absolutely horrifying. She, she was scary as fuck, man. She, she was doing her job. Unfortunately, he didn't show up to work today, the stuff that he was doing. And that's why I was getting pissed off because, again, he, he's almost making it funny by what he's doing back there and, instead of taking I, this role seriously. Know. But that that scream, I, that scream and the way that the camera zooms up on her as she's screaming, uh, that scream is just absolutely horrible. And and yes, like yeah. his performance, like maybe like takes away from the impact of that moment. But that scream and what he did with the camera there zooming in was just it really, really, really is, is affecting there. And the thing to think, too, Ooh, yeah. is, you know, like the one thing I was thinking about with the performances specifically of Andy. Matthew and well, I mean Matthew we know is mentally ill, but uh, there's there's Andy mm-hmm. and the other dude. Um, not you know, me. They, no, bad Andy. Not not you. Not not the king yeah. Andy. This Andy. Yeah. No. This, this overalls. 
Suspender boy. You know, is it a matter of them trying to show them as childish? You know, is it that these these Mm -hmm. guys are supposed to be playing backwoods rubes and they're kids? You know, like, so, so maybe is that what it is? Is the problem here, too, you know, besides the fact that we're watching a rape go down, are we supposed to be seeing this as these are younger men than what we're seeing on screen? You know, so maybe it's an issue they just mm, get actors that were actually of age, mm. you know, or at least close to where mm. maybe they'd be like 18 or 19. Mm. And if these guys are supposed to be like 18 or 19, well, you know, again, like we said earlier in the show, you know, this is the 70s. That's 18 going on like 42, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like the ghoul has said before, and, you know, the king's ragging me about, you know, she wasn't raped right. It. This is kind of like watching. On, po- it, it, no, but, but it's but it's it's like watching porn, and you have to have that. You have to have that strong male performance in the porn. You're not just looking at the woman. You got to have the good performance to c- couple with. I was. I don't know about you. Um, it's like the, I don't know. Like I, I don't know said, what you're I was talking more about focused on her. With yeah, the porn, I'm focused know. all about the woman. The only thing I kind of do with the yeah, dude with porn is it's like, okay, I need to be like projecting myself as him. So there yes. are male performers yep. that I do prefer based on similar <laughs> fuck styles or penis sizes, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I agree with that. And also, yeah, I'm not paying attention to the guy in good porn. I'm not paying attention to the guy in bad porn. No, I was focused on just how much in pain she was and the fact that they basically whipped her up on that rock and split her legs open just so he could enter her and violate her once more. And then once it's over, just kind of leave her draped over that rock and then just kind of saunter away yeah. like, well, that's it. That We're done. Yeah. That's it, guys. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Two yeah. times. Yeah. Two times in one day. Well, that's our limit, and we are just going to fucking take a walk. I'm going to take my fucking sex yeah. harmonica, and yeah. we're going to go home. Yeah. That, that's all there is. So we're yeah. going to let her go home now and crawl uh, home yeah. where she's going to be safe. And yeah. in no way are we going to show up again. Well, also, the the second time is when they – oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Is br- bring in and have you know the, the mentally retarded kids – you know, helping out, you know, and Matthew's helping hold her now well, while this is going on. He, you know, at first he's trying to hide and, you know, just watch and he doesn't want to really be part of it, but now he's kind of being forced to be part of it as he has to help hold her while the second act is going on. I mean, who would have thought that, like, one shot of fucking vodka out of that bottle would have made him a sex-crazed fucking maniac? I mean, he just took <laughs> one sip and all of a sudden he's like, clothes are coming off! Hell yeah! I'm like, yeah. But I don't know, it might that, that there obviously was tons and tons and tons of pent up sexual want there from him oh, never yeah. having experienced yeah. anything like that. Uh, you know, so I don't think it was the liquor that like made him that, but it certainly oh, eased his, it his his being to to participate in 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 the party, if you will. I, I thought it was liquid courage. Just, I thought that's what it was. I thought it was I liquid courage. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take this character as a stretch, and you know what? I'm going to go place with it based on the performance and the actor himself, I would argue that this character is actually gay. And that is why he has trouble with it. That's why he behaves the way that he does leading up to everything with it. And therefore, when he does rage out, you know, that's just uh, more posturing on his part to be a part of this whole, this whole group that he's, that he's doing with. He wants to be, more than anything else, one of the men, but he knows that he's not. 
Yeah, I mean, he can't fucking like, come. You got all these dudes looking at you. Fucking think about their cocks, man, and come. Like, you know, oh, no, I'm, yeah, not, I mean, I'm, not about, I'm not talking about Matthew. I'm talking about the uh, oh. the other dude. Sorry. Yes, I know. Which one? Was, uh, uh, the bald-headed guy that looked like a uh, cheap knockoff version of John Saxon. Oh, Stanley. Oh, you're talking – oh, Stanley. Stanley, yeah. Yeah, yeah he does look like a fucking John Saxon, like a Dollar Tree I'll, John Saxon. Good uh, call. Yeah, I would call. say – yeah, I, I was thinking poor man's John Saxon without his without any hair pieces. <laughs> you know, yeah, Andy I was looking thinking, like a dime store Willie Ames. I, I, That's what I got. Yeah, I'm glad that the John Saxon thing, I'm looking at this guy, and I couldn't place it. I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. This guy looks so familiar. And I couldn't place it. And John now Saxon. that you say it, I'm like, that's exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> John Saxon's raping that woman. Yes, I am. Can't wait to be in Wes Craven's new feature. <laughs> no, stop it, John Saxon. Not the right movie, but no. Yeah, you could. Show like, another way, Avengers yeah, Matthew get, Yeah, but yeah, Matthew getting the the shot of of, of alcohol, then deciding he's going to strip off his clothes, and he can't, of course, finish. And Stanley, he's the only one left that just hasn't gotten any action, you know. And she's begging him, "Listen, I'll finish you off with my hand. You'll fucking love it, dude." Like. No, I can't take any more fucking, just, I can't take any more. Just let me finish up. No, you're going to suck it, bitch. You're going to suck it. Okay, come on, man, out of line, out of line. Like, all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, whoa, hey, listen, out of fucking line, you got to go. It's like, okay, well, all right, well, all right, so there's boundaries for these rapists, apparently. Yeah. No mouth stuff. Yeah. No mouth stuff. Yeah, apparently, apparently well, Stan- that, Stanley's not allowed to finish. Eating, all of that stuff. Well, again, I don't think Stanley could have anyway. Like I said, I was saying before, is that Stanley's the one who I think is gay. I think you know his whole thing is mm-hmm. is its own its own little story arc yeah. that was going on there. That yeah, I don't know. Again, the way better, being... better performances, yeah. maybe a little bit of dialogue, a bit of a script, and maybe you would get that out of the characters. I think that, yeah, I got that towards the end. I can kind of get what you're saying, but now yeah. With, with that being said, they they want to kill her, so they're gonna have Matthew do it because you know they don't feel like doing it. Let the simple thing go in with the knife and kill her. But he can't do it. He can't bring himself to do it. So he wipes a little bit of blood. Like this, this is the problem I had. I mean, with the whole thing, it's like you're fucking heinous monsters. So you send him in there to do the deed, and then he comes walking back out with like the tiniest little bit of blood in his blade. And you're like, all right, he did it. Good job, Matthew. No, there's no fucking blood in that blade. You go back in and you check his work. You be the teacher in the classroom and you go check his work. Because he didn't well, kill there that person. There's no point in that. The king is teaching everybody. Well, I mean, look, I am. Because you're going to kill somebody, do it right. You're going to have blood spurts. You're going to have blood pattern, all that kind of shit, especially mm-hmm. if you're stabbing somebody in the heart. But, you know, the, uh, I think the main purpose of having Matt, I mean, obviously somebody should have went there with him to witness him yes, yeah. completing the act. Um, but the idea was, I think, to marry him to it so he didn't talk. You know, you make him be the person to kill her. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you're looking at Andy and Stan, you know, uh, Stanley. You know that those two aren't because they're, they're your lackeys. They're going to do whatever it is that you right. tell yeah. them to do. But Matthew's here being that he's a little bit on the simple side. You know, at least if you and marry jittery. him to the murder, you're going to throw one. If he talks, he's the one that's getting in trouble anyway. He's the one that killed her. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But. Yeah, that's that, that's that's what I took from that action. But yeah, it was kind of bad. I mean, there's no blood on his clothes, nothing on him, a little <laughs> no, bit on the plate, nothing. and that was it. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, cool, yeah. she's dead. Cool, let's go." You know, in <laughs> no way we're gonna check because we're fine. 
the, there was so much blood, he had to jump over the puddles. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, when, when he's fucking with that ice cream. Oh, man. He's fucking humming away. Like, all right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> you know, we're kind of, we're sitting and thinking here. It's 90 degrees all week. That body's going to start to stanking. Like, you know, we got to go back out there and do something with that body. But forget about it. We'll just, just eat your ice cream, Matthew. But yeah, because it's, 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 at, this, at this point, it's been two weeks. Like a man. Since yeah. The, the, it's been two weeks since the murder, you know. So, and they're, they're irritated because they've heard nothing. Like, no news, no nothing. And this is where you, you see him start to just be, you know, irate and irritable is, like, just because there's nothing to fucking do in this town. And, no, like, I no. guess they did it just so something ha- would happen. And, yeah. you know, hey, because this is the news that a body was York, found. California. Yeah, well, that's why they were talking about going to, like, New York or go to California because that's where all the babes are. Like, that's where we could score yeah. all the fucking time. Like, this town obviously has nothing except, like, the bar that nothing. they go to and, and, you know, the supermarket where you can get your groceries and stuff like that. So, But it's that two-week period where you see uh, Jennifer, you know, get dressed and walk around and just kind of recuperate herself. Because in this two weeks, she's going to be planning on something fucking big. So let me go to the church first and say, please forgive me. It's like, no, Jesus is in the fucking seat going, do it, man. Like, they fucking <laughs> rape you. Forgiven. Go. Yeah. You know, like, get, get the fucking revenge. Yeah. You know, like, no, they need it. Jesus <laughs> would want you to forgive the sinners because it is up to God and him to decide their fate. Yeah, fuck that. Nah, boy, yeah, I know, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Jesus yeah, has a shotgun, and he's like, shush, shush, let's go. Got some rapists <laughs> to fucking take care of. Like, that's what he would do. But, but it's, it's, but, yeah, it's just stalking. She's also all in black. She's like, you know, this is like her sc- scariest, badass outfit that she apparently packed. So this is her, you know, Marvel Punisher moment of <laughs> going to the church and being like, all right, shit's about to go down. And my wispy yeah. black clothes. <laughs> and I'm going to scope shit out like the fucking Punisher, man. Like, she fucking gets in that car and she drives over to the gas station and she's checking out Johnny, who has a wife and two kids, which are played by the director's uh, son and daughter. You know, that's their little yep. cameo in the movie. Um, but, yeah, let's have them do that. And then let's scope out this because, all right, Matthew, I'm going to call the supermarket grocery store, uh, you know, and get some groceries delivered. And have him come over. And, of course, Matthew's freaking out. He's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Still <laughs> fucking live. Like, do I take the fucking knife from Bob Ross back there with the mustache cutting up the fucking beef? Or do I not? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I'm going to have – I love how he takes the apron off. Like, he's going to fucking quit. And then all of a sudden he puts well, back on. Also, he got to do it. Well, what you also got to remember is that they did a recon mission, so they know she's alive. You know, that's the thing, yes, too. All do. before this, you know, they were doing one of their little things in their panic mode. They drove by on the boat, and there she is just just sitting there up against the tree, just, just watching them pass by. Oh, I so love it. That full, fucking look that she gives them. When they, panic, yeah. you know? <laughs> I love that face. That they, they, they <laughs> drop when they see her just staring at them like, yeah, motherfuckers, bring it. I'm not dead. And then they mean, beat up <laughs> Yeah, they beat oh, yeah. the fuck out of them. Because, yeah, and he's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, of course, it's the 70s, so it just sounds like they're hitting fucking dead cow meat. Just those thuds laying on them. Like, it, 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 was, it, was ba- <laughs> it was kung fu sounds is what it was. That was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You got but when he gets to Jennifer's, to know, to live. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing that white silky outfit, and she's like, "Come on, nephew, all is forgiven. Come on, yeah, like you know, come over here and don't worry about it. Come on, we get." And he's like, "Hell yeah, hell yeah!" Like I'm gonna fucking score. Like this is great. I don't need the knife anymore because. Oh my gosh, she's sucking my dick. I don't need to stab her anymore. This is great. The way that it's handled when she puts that noose around his neck and then just fucking goes for it and starts tightening it until he doesn't know what's going on anymore. It's amazing. I don't know how she did it. She's so small and she just, how she managed to lift this guy's weight and managed to get him to hang? I was like, okay. Wow. That's leverage. When that was happening, I was reading earlier. Equation, but there would need to be like pulleys and, and all kinds of other yeah. stuff Levers, for this yeah. to really work Fulcrum. the way it actually happens. The, the, yeah. the magic of the movies, my friends. But I was reading earlier yeah. that on the set when they were filming that sequence that uh, the actor in that role uh, started to like convulse and shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they, the, the director thought that he... Uh, was just kind of like overacting, uh, and it turns out that he wasn't actually choking, but he started to have a panic attack um, in that sequence. Yeah, because he was afraid mm. of heights for some reason, so he started having a panic attack. You know, as he was being oh. I mean, you know, different. So yeah, and it it looked good to me. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of silly when you think about it, because this small woman is able to lift up his body weight and keep him hanging until she drops his body in the water. But it, it's more realistic the way that she handles, the, you know, the, the others. The thin, tiny, the tiny little rope, you yeah. know what I mean? It was just everything mm-hmm. all all yeah. together with it. But, you know, like, and this, I guess, is, you know, the short sequence that we're going to have of the entire revenge sequence, which is, I think, yeah. what bothers me the most about this subgenre. You know, you, these exploitation films that do this, it's almost like because they throw in these couple of scenes of her getting her revenge, it makes it all okay for everything that they showed us prior. Yeah, yep. But, like, well, that brings like, to some interesting school. You make an interesting point right there, and I think that's going to bring up some stuff that's going to lead to the discussion that perhaps wraps up the film of this conversation. But keep going. I'm going to step away for a quick sec. I'll be right back. Okay. Right. Puff, puff, you take a pee. Okay, so yeah, so, this, so so Matt, it's Matt puff, here, puff, 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 pass, motherfucker. Um, you know, Matt, Matt gets his dangle on, uh, and we have number one yeah. is down. You know, who makes the most sense to take out first? One, he's the simple right. guy. Two, he was mm-hmm. easiest to get there, and you know, yeah. you know, you already know he's separated from the other pack, from the other 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 members of the pack. Yeah, and it was the easiest. I mean, it, but I I really did like Johnny's just because it was her using her sexuality to get these guys. You know, I mean, what they took away from her, she's giving it right back to them by seducing them into her revenge, which I thought was really great. It wasn't her just going to their houses and blowing their heads off with a shotgun. It was her seducing them into a place where they felt comfortable, and then that's where she acts her revenge, like with Johnny where she plays with him with a gun. She tells him to strip off all his clothes. And he's like, well, you can't do this, bitch. Like, you know, you were asking for it. And, uh, you know, you, you can't kill us. Like, it's just, it's just, you shouldn't have been doing that. You shouldn't have been asking for it. And then she gets really yeah. soft with him and says, come back. Let's, I'll go run you a bath. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I but okay. it was so good. <laughs> but if we can backtrack just for a second here, because, this, because the ghoul brought it up earlier, and this is really important, is the mentality of men in this time, and still a lot of mentality of a lot of men to this oh, day. Yeah, always. You know, yeah. she, she she deserved 
what happened because of the way she was dressing and the way she was but, acting, you know, is that she was asking for this, and they were just giving her exactly what she wanted. You know, and the fact that, you know, you're thinking like this, and, you know, there's a, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, forceful in a, you know, it, during sex, and then there's another thing to be forcing during sex. Two completely different things. And it's just when you cross that line and thinking that they were begging for it, when, you know, no, sorry, no, no, it's just, yeah, it's just not right. <laughs> no means and yes, yes means anal. We all know. <laughs> That's the way it goes. We do. I mean, we live but, by that credo. But you know, God, I, I feel cool. like with Johnny, unfortunately, this part is a betrayal of his character. Um, you know, she's got the guy at gunpoint. We already know that he's ex-military. Um, you know, I get that these guys, again, are rubes. And if this was Andy, this was, you know, Stanley or whatever it is, maybe I'm going to buy her holding them at gunpoint, making them strip down, and then her being able to sucker them back into the house to take a bath. But this guy of all people, one, the second he got that gun away from her, he's belting her because that's the kind of fucking yep. guy he is. That's the abusive style yep. character yep. that this guy is. He is going to react aggressively the second she shows any kind of opening. So to go from this, this gunpoint sequence to now they're in the bath together yeah. and it's all like, you know, soft and romantic. Yeah. It just, it, it feels like, again, like they're just like, and again, I know it's a movie. Obviously, they have to get to this point. I just wish that they yeah. had done it in a more believable way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could agree with I that. Agree. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I was, But also, I think, oh, yeah, but also he's, he's one of the only ones that wasn't hitting her, I don't believe. I thought it was everyone else that was hitting her and beating her. Yeah, he wasn't yes, really, he wasn't what taking I, too much into What it. I mean, though, is, is remember, he of all of them, too, though, does look down on women. We've already heard that come out of his voice, out of his mouth. Right. So the idea of a woman holding him at gunpoint would be seen as almost offensive to him. To put him in such a vulnerable state would be seen as an offense, and therefore the reaction would be full aggression. I got you, man. I'm yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, I mean, I, I can see your point. But at the same time, I think, again, he's a man, and he's thinking with his dick in that moment. As soon as he gets that gun away, he doesn't really have a lot of time because she's already apologizing. She's already saying, I'm sorry. You know, let me make it up to you. Let me run a hot bath. So all of a sudden, he's fucking hard again, and he's like, okay, all right, this chick, you know, I don't know, kind of crazy, but I'm into it. So let's go up and let's go into the bath and okay. let her make it for me. And, and you know, ah, oh, Matthew, he must have ran away. You know, they can't find him. He was at the grocery store, and now he's missing. Oh, no, I killed him. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> no, what's that crazy talk you're talking? Hold on, let me jerk you off a little bit first. Yeah, let me just you know, get in there. And uh, yeah, well, I killed well, him. So yeah. he's in the you bottom got of the a crazy river. sense of humor. <laughs> yep, they crazy, really are. But then when she but just grabs that knife hand. and he's getting close to finishing, and that's when she decides to take that knife that Matthew brought with him. You know, just as he's about to fucking climax, she just fucking real quick snip. And it's gone. He's like, oh, wow, that's kind of painful. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. It's gone. Oh, my God, it's gone. It's gone. What'd you do? Oh, no, that's not right. That's not right. It's gone. It's gone. Like, to me, I was kind of laughing the entire time as he's fucking dying. And you just hear him bashing around in his bathroom. Like, why can't he get that lock open? You think that he would just barrel through that door, but he doesn't. He just keeps hitting it and just going, oh, my God, it's gone. Oh, my God. Why can't I stop bleeding? <laughs> The 
good yeah, to well, lift up. Yeah, well, I feel that's the oh, reason. I think that's you answered your own question right there, King. I feel that when that happens and he's just blood is just shooting out of there uh, like a like a like it's a fucking fire hose. Uh, you're, yeah, you might not yeah. be thinking clearly like, oh, I'm going to bash my way out of this door and and get her and mm-hmm. and whatever. Like I think the shock no, and the but... stress and all of the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to just say no, the weight of was... him thrashing in that manner is going to break that little bolt. Just believe me. But I, he I, might not have been. Yeah, like, he might have been just yeah. thrashing around in the tub. He might not have even made it out of the tub. That's a good no, point. We don't see what's going. It was moving. It was shaking around. So, but yeah, again, we don't see what's going on in the room. It could be him thrashing around on the floor. He could have just simply been hitting it with his foot as he's busy bleeding out. It sounds though like he's railing up against the door and he just can't get oh, it yeah. open. And again, I mean, that's the magic of movie fucking screws. You know, the tiny little screws that <laughs> you know, just don't ever well, give. When Jennifer, yeah. we built in the seventies. Well, when Jennifer dumps the body in the basement and then you go up to the bathroom, it's fucking just drenched in blood. Like, you know, the walls, the tub, everything is just fucking covered in blood. So obviously he was, he was running around in this bathroom, you know, until he finally bled out. And then she just left his fucking corpse at the bottom of the stairs. It was great. Just seeing them all folded up like an accordion. Like at the top of the you remember how <laughs> Your penis gets engorged <laughs> with blood when it gets erect. So that is a lot of blood flow right there to lose in one shot, man. You're going to be spurting all over. <laughs> and then... Stanley and Andy are the ones that are left, and of course you have like the angriest fucking New Yorker ever with their fucking two kids. Where the fuck is he, huh? What the fuck are you guys always hanging out here for? Fucking losers, you fucking bums. Fuck out of here, like, man. She came out swinging. <laughs> and you can and, and you can tell this is seventies because it's at a gas station. She's walking around the pumps with a lit fucking. They run the gas station. Yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah, saying she. But I'm saying it. she's walking around the pumps with a lit cigarette, you know, because, again, this is the 70s, hugging her kids with a lit cigarette because that's how it was. Whenever we got hugged when we were kids, someone always had a cigarette in their fucking hand. <laughs> always. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember when I worked at the <laughs> Shell Station, man. There were plenty of times that I'd go and pump some gas while fucking smoking a grit, man. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it a few times. <laughs> yeah. I'm guilty of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know any better. I was like 18, 19 years old, and I didn't want to fucking I knew it better out, and so did it anyway. Yep. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm sure you were sitting in the shotgun smoking yours while I was pumping, smoking mine. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about when I worked at the Shell Station, though, man. There'd be times that I'd just yeah. fucking walk out the fucking building with a fucking get smoke and just fucking kept going, took the people's money, fucking popped the thing in, and just fucking did what I had to do. It's like the beginning of a fucking horror movie. <laughs> Ghoul comes sauntering out of the gas station. Hey, where are you guys headed, huh? Fucking out of town. Just get the fuck out of my town. Flick my cigarette at you right now. Listen, in the plastic so plants in the back. We used to call it Jurassic Park. We used to just piss in all of this fake plastic plants. <laughs> Guy was such a jerk off. <laughs> but Johnny, he ain't coming home. The wife's never going to be fine of him, so she just kicks the fucking bums out. And then for some reason, they're wearing the exact same shit because they don't have a change of clothes. And they just fucking put their heads down and walk away. Like, you know, okay. okay. Like, they don't even talk You're back so to her. They're, they're just like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that, I guess we should go finish the job. And coming good. out of that woman, you know, she kind of reminds me of some reason, dude. The first person that came to mind was Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so let's finish the job yeah, and let's go take care of Jennifer. Let's get in our boat and let's go to where she is. And then I just love it's a typical '70s shot of inside the fucking uh, the hammock, swinging back. I was like, "All right, Mirza Archie, we get it. She's in the fucking thing, <laughs> making me dizzy with these, you know, with these '70s angles from inside the hammock as they they approach. But she's ready for him. And this is the to bring it back to what the ghoul had said. This is where I think that his theory about Stanley might be right. Just by how much he depended on on Andy, you're like Andy, help me! Oh my God, Andy, please be my savior! Like, what the fuck is he gonna do? He's all the way on the fucking on, land Andy. holding an axe. <laughs> yeah. Andy, help me! I was like, I'm not helping you, you fucking rapist. You deserve this, both of you. You know, I'm taking my name back, taking it back Third to the Andy's across the world forever. But you can't <laughs> swim to shore. Uh, yeah, weird. <laughs> You know, and she just keeps fucking going around him and around him. Like, dude, this is swim, dude. Like, fucking go. Because she keeps stopping, too. I mean, I was like, you have plenty of time to, to swim to land, you know, and get away from her. But instead, you're just going to go, oh, my God, somebody help me. You know, until I give the actor Andy a ton of credit. I give yeah. her a ton of credit for actually piloting the boat. Because you know what? Again, Ooh, that, that was, was a stunt double. Kill. That was just her doing it, dude. She was showing yeah. that shit off, man. And it's so fucking great when Andy lifts up that fucking axe, they hit her with it, and then she bumps into him and he drops it right into her boat. <laughs> and she just speeds away with it. <laughs> like, you know, oh, I'm coming for you, Stanley. Let me get naked first so I can get in the water and fucking come after you. <laughs> yeah. It's a, oh, okay, Andy <laughs> and the fucking axe is. <laughs> but yeah, she comes in and charging up with it. that axe. Yep. <laughs> And she and she's an ace with that shit, man. Oh man, she was like that fucking one shot of her in the speedboat with the fucking axe rays. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, that's a poster right there for this fucking movie. Like her, just wild woman getting her revenge on these fucking disgusting rapists. You know, first with Andy, and then he's dead into the water. And let's go after fucking Stanley. You know, the final piece of the puzzle. And it, yeah, it's. A weird one because the angle doesn't work for me. I don't know if it like if you guys noticed it, just by how far away he was when he yeah. kicks on the motor to like where he was originally. Like it's supposed to be him being disemboweled by the motor of the of the mm-hmm. speedboat, and that's why she said, "Suck it, bitch," and then she turns well, it on. And then, but then he's well, like, "Far it's away." It's a real motor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's a real yeah. motor. They don't want to disembowel the fucking actor, you know. Like, yes, they could have worked yeah, better with the camera angle for it, but they didn't want to hurt the guy. No, but then again, it makes me think that they should have done something else. That's because it looks kind of silly, like, you know, when you see it. Like, it's supposed to be him getting disemboweled, but obviously yeah. for safety reasons, they, he can't be next to the, 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 they, the motor. They could have just done a couple cuts to make it look right. You know, that's all they had to do. Yeah, they didn't have to try and do it as one cut. I mean, look at what fucking happens to Andy. Like, he gets that one fucking axe to the back, and they had enough for a fucking fake back. To put that axe into it, and, you know, it goes into the water. So I mean, it, it was fun, but it's just floating. Yeah, oh, it just <laughs> with blood around it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And once once Stanley gets his disembowelment, and then you just have that moment of her just in that speedboat, just doing her rounds, doing her donuts, you know, in this water, as it as it slowly goes into the credits. And I think that's the perfect way to end it. You don't really need to have any kind of good crescendo. Just I killed them all, and now I'm just going to go around. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and well, the, you know that, that's one of the things that makes this film what it is. Like there is no mm-hmm. 
stylization. There is no crescendo and, and fancy ending. Nope. Like here are the things that happened. Like there's not, there's no fancy camera work. It's just like the camera is watching the action and like, here it is. Like there's no music, there's no score to increase the drama. It just is what it is. It's very plain. It's very matter of fact. And you know, that's the part of what has made fancy. this movie. What's that? The hammock shot was fancy. I kid. Yeah, that, that was yeah, that was clever. Yeah. He was having fun, you know, with, with and plus he had a lot of those up close shots, yeah. uh, seventy shots, yeah. people's faces, yeah. like when Matthew. You know, was sorry, I, I interrupted Dean's point. Please continue, Dean. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that's made this film like one that that does warrant much discussion and makes it so controversial over all the years is that some look at this film as just a piece of pure exploitation. And on the other side of the coin, some people look at it as like a, like a, like a very empowering film uh, for women. Um, but I think it is yeah. them not having that, like you said, King, this crescendo or this, anything, it just yep. ending with her in the boat. Uh, you know, that's that, like, here's the story. This is the characters. This is what happened. There's nothing to it. Like, this is we're just going to watch this ugliness take place. Yeah, there's no cop showing up saying, "Oh my God, we're so sorry this happened to you. What can we do?" It's like, no, everybody took care of it. Like, you know, it's just it's, you know, and closing out on her on the boat. I think it is a, a a powerful kind of movie for a woman. You know, where she took and back, I do you know her sexuality. Yeah, and I and mm-hmm. I do I do want to say as I'm looking at the clock, I do want to get this 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 last piece in there. I had no idea that it actually happened. I remember. Uh, delivering a piece of news on this show quite some time ago about mm. how uh, the original director was trying to now make a sequel uh, with the original yeah, actress. Uh, I had no, I, I had no idea that it Deja actually Vu. happened. That there is a sequel. No, I, no, I understand, yep. but yeah. I didn't. I, I never, I never saw that that had actually taken place. That it was actually created and it's actually out there. I have not seen it. Um, I watched the trailer early. yesterday. Uh, I mean, I, it might have been when I stepped away. In. But um, no, I haven't, no. I haven't watched it. We, 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 we okay. mentioned it when we were talking about the remakes earlier. But whatever. Go ahead. What, what do you got, Monk? The, oh, no, that, that was it. Just, that, like, just, just, just introducing. Um, I must have missed that part of the conversation. I was just saying. Yeah, I couldn't believe that it actually got it out there, that, it actually, that it's actually there. Especially given uh, the remake and all of the sequels to the remake, that there actually was a direct sequel to this with the original, with the original director and actress. That's all. I think with yeah, the popularity was, um, of the remakes and the money that they were made, I know the bundle is fairly popular. Um, you know, they, it's one that they yeah. are always putting on sale. Yeah, I mean, again, they, uh, I think it's just one of those that they keep putting it on sale so people just end up owning it. You know, like I know a couple of people that actually have it. You know, I don't even know if they've watched them all. I don't even think I watched the third of, uh, of those movies. I know I watched the, the first one, obviously, and then the second one, um, but I don't think I made it to the third one yet. Yeah, uh, Vengeance is mine. It's actually pretty. It's pretty decent compared to part two. But the remake, that came, the the sequel that came out in 2016, Deja Vu. Yeah, Camille, uh, Camille Keaton comes back. Uh, she has a daughter uh, who's played by Jimmy Bernadette, who's been in a lot of independent horror films. And it's basically the families of Stanley, Andy, and Matthew getting their revenge in this small little town on Jennifer and her daughter. And it's not very good. But if you want to, if, you know, find out what these families are like, and it's all just a bunch of backwards horror. And it's most insulting because it's two hours and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Fuck my ass. Not going to happen then. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's two hours and 40 minutes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I was happy to see that the remake is only an hour and 29 minutes. Like, they did that right. <laughs> they had the runtime, like, perfect. A movie like this only needs to be about 90 minutes. 
Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and real quick before we get into your pick, uh, Google her next week. Monkey, if you want something more to push those buttons of, of rape revenge, uh, there is one movie that I wanted to give you to find in your own time uh, called Thriller, A Cruel Picture. Uh, Arnie Vibinius uh, directed it from 1974. It's Swedish, but, it, you know, it's uh, subtitled. Uh, it was also the inspiration for Daryl Hannah's character in Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. So if you want to find okay. a little bit more of a on the fringe uh, rape revenge film, Thriller, A Cruel Picture is, is pretty fucking good. It's also called They Call Her One Eye. You might find it underneath that title. Uh, so if you're looking for something that pushes the boundaries a little bit more than I spread in your grave, I would say Thriller, A Cruel Picture would be where you want to go. Um, so that's my okay, recommendation cool. for that. Thank so, you. Cool. Uh, what is next week? What do you got for us? Okay. Well, off the I'm o- I am only going to fast forward a few years from this film. Uh, I, no. know me, I don't typically go, I don't go far back. Uh, no, for years, you don't. I, always, I don't. For years, I always <laughs> thought that the first movie that I ever saw oh, in movie oh. theaters was Star Wars. Um, that was wow. the romantic picture. You shut the fuck up. What are you, fucking Donald Trump all of a sudden? Wrong. <laughs> anyway, I found, fake news. I found out that uh, from my, my old man, who is the one that actually worked at the theater and had me sitting in for my first movie of all time, it is a film called Fade to Black, which is currently on Shutter. Oh, so you can watch it yeah. on there. Um, and it's one that I have yeah, no recollection one. of whatsoever, but this is the first movie that I ever watched. So, you know, like as far as like a full theatrical film. So I am looking very much forward to, uh, to, to checking this one out. I've been waiting on it just to do it on the show. So we shall it see. It is a good one. I actually just watched it last week. So because <laughs> it was on Shutter. They made the announcement. I put it on the Talking Terror Facebook page. I was like, I'm fucking so excited. Dennis Christopher is Eric Benford. Great movie. We're going to talk about it. Um, but all right, so that is it for the next week. It's going to be Fade to Black. Um, so once again, uh, Dean, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, yes. Indeed. And there you have it, folks. I look forward to it, too. Indeed. Stand down and stand by next week. Thank you. Oh, jeez. All right, so. <laughs> Beanbag boys. <laughs> I'm proud like. I'm a boy. Not in that order. <laughs> but, okay, so, Monkey, again, thank you so much for joining us and for your pick of us putting in your grave this week. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Black. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror. And thank you for your permission and consent of letting me come in your ear. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, thank you for making that. every other week when he just does it on his own. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just invades your fucking orifices any way he wants to. But all right, so as we close out, Gore, why don't you hit us with a plug? Pleasure. Well, as I tend to say, you know, hey, head over to Etsy, put in the search bar, all one word, bonfire bead designs. There you're going to find all kinds of handcrafted jewelry, gemstone stuff, uh, stonework, earrings, necklaces, pendants, bracelets, you name it, it's on there. Uh, the Google girl is always working hard, pushing stuff out. You know, we've, she's been a little bit uh, preoccupied lately. We've had, had some, some tragic issues uh, of late, but, uh, but she is going to be getting back to work on all of that and getting stuff out there. So, like I said, please just get on over to Etsy and uh, all one word, Bonfire Bee Designs. Aside from that, and don't forget, stay... <laughs> What? Don't forget yeah. what? Don't forget you? Halloween. Halloween, man. Halloween, Halloween's yes. coming. Halloween's Get that Halloween jewelry in. You know what, man? 
I wasn't. Yeah, really, Monkey. Why don't you just do the plug next time? I mean, you know, yeah, you could have been the plug, man, but you didn't. Nah, you know what? Halloween's around the corner. So, you know what? If you want to if you want to get your dick sucked like Matthew did in the, tonight's movie, then go on to Bonfire Beat Designs and go buy your girl or guy or well, – don't, don't fuck animals. That's weird. Get your girl, guy, or whatever whatever they're calling themselves. There's all kinds of changes. Hey, don't take shame. Don't take shame in the show. Man, you know, it's not right. If animals people like animals. They like animals. animals. No, 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 shame no. What, what, what next? We don't approve of it, but we don't shame you for it. Good people on both hey, listen, sides. I mean, come on now. We don't condone it. I do not condone bestiality, but you know what? I'm not going to kink shame somebody for liking it. That's their about? kink. Bestiality. I, I miss, say, you know I, what? I miss my donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you, Shrek? What is this, one of those fucking videos? You know, you're not going to last five minutes? <laughs> Well, I was, so, say, yeah, I was gonna say, no, man, King out, Kelly you know? and the sexy stud. <laughs> yeah, but you said it like Shrek, right? I miss my donkey. Like, what are you, that's not the sexy stud. He's like, I miss my donkey. You just said it like Shrek. Like now they have a weird relationship. I'm sure there's slash fiction out there where Shrek is just oh, plowing that fucking donkey. I'm looking there's down. I'm looking down, Shrek. There's no, no question. I can guarantee you that there are those videos out there without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Just just look up Shrek is love. And that'll uh, Oh that, man. That, that is rough. That'll put you in places. Oh. <laughs> it's so unassuming and yet at the same time so frightening. Shrek is love. So Shrek check is that love. out. Shrek is life. But Yeah, if you so, think fucking yes. you know, if you think tonight's movie was bad, watch that. Oh, yeah. You will never be the same. We'll see you next time for the Ghouls Pick of Fade the Black next week. As always, Yay. hit America Strong, watch horror movies. Hail Satan, hail Odors, hail yourselves. Oh, and by the way, folks, your guy here, the King of Horror, Andy G, before he signs off, just wanted to say that I am now officially a member of the WGA of the East, the Writers Guild of America, because my hell short yeah. story, yes. It's being turned into a short film called Are You Ready? (laughs) No, it's not. But a a short story I wrote is going to be turned into a short film called Are You Ready? So as soon as I get more details on that, I'll be sure to let you know. But yeah, the certificate arrived today. I am now officially a member of the WGA, and I can't be any more excited. So uh, with that being said, we will see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love it, and I can't wait to see what you're doing. See you guys next week. (laughs) Stay scared. (laughs)